Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. To find out more or to add your support for as little as a dollar a month, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm C.B. Drogi. This week, Riding Through the Sticks by A.J. Roca. The Illinois Zephyr drifts across the countryside, gliding on a sea of morning mist. As it goes, so goes its conductor. Inside, he glides from car to gliding car, drifting from drifting front to back. He passes mostly empty seats, ancient frame and bald skull vested in the dark hues of his office, and he looks for his sleeping passengers. With sunken eye and bony finger, he counts them out, women clutching their pale children, country boys with the youth stolen out from under them babushkas mummified in checkered bonnets. They are like wax sculptures sitting display, still and sickly shining under the compartmentalized lights. Hanging on the racks above their heads are colored slips of paper in the conductor's inscrutable hand, marking where they came from, marking where they go. The passengers need the conductor to guide them, for the country is vast and gray morning obscures the sun, but he does not work for free. When along his counting, the conductor finds one that does not have a colored slip above its head, he comes down and whispers in the ear, Ticket, please. The stubbled war vet, the expectant mother, the student entombed in textbooks. He comes for them all and all react the same. They jerk from their dozing and stare up at him, squirming in his gaze. Then they dig hands through their briefcases, handbags, and backpacks with haste. For they find the conductor displeasing and they want him to go away. His voice sounds like something rusted, grinding slowly shut, and most do not wish to hear him speak again. They find their ticket and look away as he takes it. The conductor writes out their colored slip, hangs it above the compartment, and leaves the new arrival to dream. Not all the passengers react like this. In one compartment, the conductor finds an old-fashioned overcoat. It is a very fine thing, the overcoat, stitched from black wool with polished ivory buttons. Inside the coat, there is a stick of a man propping it up in the seat. There is not much left of what once filled that wonderful coat, but the coat-stand man has kept what remains of himself very neat. The last fringe of translucent hair is combed, and the fingernails on his shrunken, shaking hands are clipped and filed. 
He's staring off into a newspaper, his eyes slowly tracing its black and white politics across the wrinkled page. The conductor sees no colored slip, so he bends down and demands his toll. Ticket, please. The folds of the overcoat ruffle as the coat stand man turns to face him. I'm paying on board. How much for make Twenty-two dollars. What? Twenty-two dollars? The coat stand man tries to sound outraged. Isn't Amtrak sucking up enough money from the taxpayers as it is? The coat stand begins to rant. The coat stand continues to rant. His voice sounds like an old tube radio, a radio with bad reception and a broken dial. The sound comes sputtering out of him in a staticky stream of Washington's illegals and damn liberals, punctuated only by when the coat stand man pauses to give the conductor a chance to comment. The conductor never does. Why do you do this to good, hard-working people? Don't you care about anybody but yourselves? The steady ticking of the train on its tracks fills the silence, and the conductor patiently waits. He will have his toll. I suppose it's not your fault. The coat stand man finally concedes, turning over on himself to pull out his wallet. Just a man doing his job. Have to respect that. He begins to fish out the toll, first in fives and singles, but soon he's dragging his pockets for quarters, nickels, pennies. Need to give the little guy a chance, you know. They're strangling the life right out of this country with these new taxes, don't you think? The conductor is disinclined to politics. As he waits for the coat stand to gather his toll, he gazes out the window at the rust-stained silos and broken-down combines floating by on the fog. They were riding through the heart of the country right now, and it had stopped beating a long time ago. It's all this damn president's fault, huh? The coat stand says, desperate now. He finishes gathering the toll and offers it up in shaking hands. He never really cared about us. The conductor doesn't say. He simply gathers up the toll, counts to make sure it makes 22, and leaves for the next car. When the conductor finishes his counting and collects the last toll, he goes to sit at the end of the train and waits. Time passes. The conductor begins to sense the first inertial pull on the train's heavy progress, and he knows the next stop is close. He rises from his seat and starts down the long walkway, coring the Illinois Zephyr. He begins to chant. Galesburg! Next stop! He calls from car to car. Next stop! 
Galesburg, he cries, swinging his voice from row to row. His incantation begins to shake the passengers with pink slips over their heads, makes something start to stir under the wrappings of sport sweatshirts and blue overalls. They're pulled up like puppets onto clumsy feet, dragging with their suitcases and backpacks behind them. They follow after the conductor, unable to ignore the music of his call, harsh and terrible though it is. Their eyes are shining black mirrors. He leads them over shifting platforms and through columns of dark and half-light, They reach the exit and the conductor flings open the doorway and kicks down the stairs. The outside fog washes in and sets over the sleepers, washing their skin and filling their lungs. Some of the passengers are curious, like the coat stand man, and try to peek over the conductor's shoulders for the station. They cannot see it for the heavy fog, and they are confused when the Illinois Zephyr begins veering leftward, only to turn and cut a sharp right. They do not see the hidden obstacles dodged any more than they see the station, though both are very close. To their eyes, the Illinois Zephyr moves without reason, a piece of driftwood atop a shining gray sea. Only the conductor knows the course of the steel undercurrent that lies beneath and the conductor is not paid well enough to describe it. This has been Riding Through the Sticks, written by A.J. Roca. For more information about Manowaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit manowaker.com, which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast, or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios' director of Dice is Ben Baston. I'm C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening. On the next installment of Manowaker Studios' flash fiction podcast, Evie, my brother whispers, he's watching you. I stretch and yawn as if waking, then sit up, look casually around and shake my hair so Xavier can see how it flecks gold in the fading light. <laughs>